In this game, losers don't get to go home. They go to hell. Did you kill them? I am the fifth gung-ho gun. My name is E.G. Mine. Did you kill them or not? Damn, you are a noisy one, aren't you? What if I did, chicken shit? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He's a devil in a red coat. His name is Bill. I don't know where my red coat is. It's a good question. I hate it. Oh. He can't read Japanese. His name is Josh. I tried. I got it confused with Russian. (laughs) That's that's really confusing. Huh. And I changed my tune faster than a radio station. My name is Andy, and we are here once again to review another episode of Trigun. Yeah. And we have an interesting one for you this week. Oh, man. It is episode 16, Fifth Moon. Storyline-wise, a really important one. Oh, yeah. Before we get to episode 16, let's get to nerd news, shall we? Woohoo! Yeah! Oh, man. (laughs) So my nerd news this week has to do with Nintendo, Mm -hmm. which I know that you guys oftentimes don't Hair. But uh, I that, like Nintendo. But there will be some people that might care I'm out a, there. I'm not a hater. I just don't. Uh, there was a new Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct are their videos they put out from time to time to promote what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had one that was talking about some upcoming games for the Switch. Um, there are two titles in particular coming out for the Nintendo Switch pretty soon here. They're, they're kind of summer titles mm-hmm. that I think are going to be really. They're going to sell really well, and I think it's going to push more systems. And they gave us some extra information. The first one is ARMS. If you're not familiar with ARMS, ARMS is basically kind of like a Wii boxing. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking on, Like, like, on an over... It's kind of like an overcharged Wii boxing. Okay. With, you have, kind of, kind of like boxing, Wii boxing meets Tekken, where you have actual kind of really colorful characters, and each of them have really long, stretchy arms. And the idea is, you fight against another player, and you hold the Joy-Cons like the nunchucks. Where you would box with them, uh-huh. like the nunchuck okay. and the uh, and the Wiimote, right? Right. Um. So you you do this, but like it's it's a lot, got a lot more depth to it than Wii boxing does. So like okay. you have several different characters you can play as. So it's has, not just shaking as fast. Yeah, as Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's actual strategy in this, and hmm. you know with the like joy cons, yeah, with joy with the joy cons being so like you know higher tech motion controls, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it's going to be a really interesting and fun fighting game. Okay. And a physical fighting game, kind of neat. Um and each of the characters have their own particular stats and things they're good at and bad at. And on top of that, they have a number of different weapons for each arm. You get to choose a different weapon for each arm. And on top of that, for each weapon that does, like, so- some will curve certain ways. Some will, like, blast out energy bolts. Some will just be, like, really heavy hitting ones. Uh, they have energy types as well. So there's, like, a huge amount of customization 
for this fighting game. Cool. So I, I, they showed a lot of that off, and I'm really looking forward to that, and that drops on June 16th. The second game they talked about, the other big one, was Splatoon 2, which ah, uh, yes. I, I, I did not play the original. I played a little bit of the first Splatoon. I didn't go for it, um, but I think I might pick up Splatoon 2. It looks like they, are, they were showing off more than just the arena combat. They actually showed off something called Salmon Run, which is a weird name, but it's like... Kind of like a shooter sort of thing where you work together, either you and your robotic teammates or you and other people can play together to do like a shooter sort of scenario where you're taking on these like weird fish people that Uh like are coming after you. Because you're your squid. It's a horde mode. Yes, it's a horde mode. Absolutely. And it looks like it's a lot of fun. And that drops on July 21st. So we've got two really big... I think, games coming out for the Switch that will hopefully push more systems and, and keep people playing. Well, I, I know Splatoon is a big thing. It's, it's, it is. It's it's uh, okay. It's like... It's don't like, gro- it's like it, Overwatch. It's like Overwatch. It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but with paint. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. It's, it's... I don't like shooters, but the aesthetic of this is cool enough that I feel like I could get into it. From what I've seen of it, it's very fun, very lighthearted, it hyperkinetic. Is. Absolutely. Very cheerful, colorful, more kidified than, yeah. than say, a game like Overwatch or, yeah. or uh, Team Fortress 2 or stuff like that. Yeah, so they, they talked about those heavily. They also ran through a lot of other Switch games and 3DS. And the only other one I wanted to mention just really quick, on the 3DS, uh, the makers of the RPG Maker series... Think back to that from, like, mm-hmm. I think it yeah. originated on the uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 1. I thought it was 2. I think it was 1 originally, because I remember, remember Thurk had it. Yeah, that's And I remember that, like, his his, his, his big problem with it was the memory card wasn't big enough to really save your games. So, right. like, it was kind of a problem. But they have one coming out for the 3DS called RPG Maker Fest. I don't know the name or why, but okay. what's really cool about it <laughs> is that they're going to provide a free-to-download application. You don't have to buy the game at all from the eShop where you can download other people's games and play for free. So you could have an unlimited RPG on, library. library on your 3DS. So that cool. is really cool. That would be nifty. I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. Uh, so so that that's something that I'm going to probably be picking up at some point for the 3DS. Uh, Bill, your turn. Um, well, first one's short. Okay. They've announced who's playing Cable. Oh! In the Deadpool uh, uh, 2. Deadpool 2. Dead, yep. de- okay. Who is it? I haven't heard this yet. I'm bad with actors. Hopefully it's someone I know. Um, I think you probably do. Okay. Uh, and I can trade a picture of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Cable is going to be played by Josh Brolin. Really? Yes. I Josh, like that part. I know I like the name. Part. If I saw a face, I oh, would totally... Oh, Josh Brolin's been in so much like... uh, he, Did you see the most recent uh, Men in Black movie? Men in Black, Black 3? No. Okay. Hang on. Bill's going to show me a picture. That's Josh oh Brown. yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, yeah. well, he'll be a good cable. He yeah. will. He will. He, he's great. He, that, he's got the look for that. I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of pulling for Ron Perlman. That would be Ron Perlman would would been great. I still would have gone with uh, Scott Lang, the, the actor Scott Lang. I was going for Katie Lang. <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, the I villain. Don't, I don't know the actor Scott Lang. You seen the movie Avatar, right? Yeah. Uh, the villain. The, the the the. Oh, the general. The ge- yeah, the colonel. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He would have yeah. been. He was also he also played the uh, the the colonel character in that uh, Terra Firma. Or Terra, whatever show where they went to the past. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm he about, played that guy too, and he was really good as a, as a, as actually a, a protagonist and a, and an antagonist. Okay. Uh, Josh Brolin book. was the the main character of the American version of Old Boy, actually. Oh, yes. okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Still okay. never saw that. I You're just, not missing anything. No. It's well, if you totally never saw the Korean one, mm-hmm. it would probably be kind of a mindfuck to see. Mm-hmm. It is nowhere near as mm-hmm. good, right? So the trailer for the third Thor movie. Thor Ragnarok has dropped. <laughs> that was so fun to watch. I have 
heard, I, I watched it, and I'm not sure what I think. And I've, I've heard a lot of mixed things from people. I've okay. not heard an overly positive sort of reaction. I've heard just a lot of like, like either it's good or it's okay or I don't like it. I've heard a lot of I don't like it. It looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Why? Yeah. I think it's because you have, you have a movie, and, and I don't know if I totally agree with some, what some people are saying. You have a movie trailer that comes across as, in a lot of ways, overly goofy. So? With the music choice for the trailer, and, and it just feels like Guardians of the Galaxy for a series that has been that has been very serious. I'll give you that. Okay. It, it feels more Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. right. But... And, and we saw what happened when, and it's, I know it's Marvel doing it, so, like, they did Guardians well, so, you know, I don't, I don't doubt that this will be done well, but... I don't know. It's it's like we I don't know if we we need a lighthearted sort of thing, or even if the music really fit the tone. I don't. Were really the know. first two Thor's any good? Really? I like. I mean, they I were, enjoyed parts were, of the first one. I like them. They were. I, I like both of them. The but there was, second one wasn't so good. They were entertaining, but there was stuff that. Okay, they were Mew the, Mew. Mew Mew is always a funny, funny bit. Yeah, um, the, Cat Dennings was was. was there great. was plenty of decent stuff in the first one. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't. The strongest movie they made. No, no, definitely. Not. Um, the second one I think was a lot weaker, and so it, yeah, it definitely taking... seemed like they were kind of lost at trying to trying to figure out how to pull it all together in the second one. And Guardians of the Galaxy is Marvel's cosmic movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Thor Ragnarok is a cosmic movie. Right. Obviously, they're pulling in parts of World War Hulk. Yeah, or Planet yeah, Hulk. Planet Hulk, because 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 he's going to be in yeah. Sakaar. Yeah. So obviously, they're pulling in some of that. And, I mean, they are setting up for Infinity War, so they need to start blending those feels right. a little bit so that everything meshes. True. Right. That's true. I just think... I think it's a nice bridge towards I, Infinity War. I just think it answers a, a good question. So that's exactly what's going to happen when Gladriel gets the one ring. <laughs> Hulk? No. The gal that plays Hela? That's the gal that played Gladriel in the yeah, uh, yeah. Lord of the uh-huh. Rings and uh-huh. the Hobbit movies. I, I know. Yeah. I was just... Yeah. And, dude, she looks hot... And what do you really enjoy more from Thor? All his badass, I'm, I'm a big tough guy stuff, no. or his like being goofy. I don't understand things. Oh, that, fair. that that and, and the whole idea. Like, I know him from work. The, <laughs> the, the, the idea. I like the idea that that he he tries to be that guy, but really he's just kind of a doofus. No, absolutely. That's and that's thing. and they're playing up on that. Like, yeah, the whole you know, he's a friend from work. Like, yeah, it made me giggle. Yeah, no, I. I, well, I don't know what anybody else is saying. I don't know right. why anybody else is saying it, but I gotta say, I'm excited for it. Well, okay, so what are your thoughts on one Valkyrie, who, the, the gal that they show in, in, in the, uh, preview that captures him and all that and brings him to, to Grandmaster? That's the, that's the Valkyrie for the MCU. Okay. Okay. Thoughts on her, really quick. I'd have to go back and look again, honestly, because okay. I didn't, she didn't stand out to me. Fair enough. And then your thoughts on, uh, Loki uh, being back? Loki being back's gonna be fun. Loki's got to be back, and I'm not. In- I'm surprised. I thought he was He's, done. No, no, Hillston. Yeah, no, he oh, loves. I, I hadn't heard either way. From what so. I've heard, what are you? Yeah, but I, I thought I thought they wrote him out specifically, so he didn't. He wasn't going to come back. Like that was a big thing. Yeah, but they also kept saying Tony Stark wasn't going to be back. Oh, and Loki didn't. Money talks. Yeah, he was wrote out of the first movie, really. Yeah, right. At the end, so mm-hmm. no, I I don't think, and I. I'm not entirely sure he's not going to change allegiance in this movie because it sure looked like he was. Palling up to with, with Grandmaster and, and Hela. Yeah, but then later on, when he had like the two knives he was flipping, it kind of looked like he was about to, with the Asgardians. Right. Can't wait to see that. But here's your here's my other question. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Jeff uh, uh, Goldblum playing uh, the uh, uh, 
elder of the universe, uh, the, the grand master. That, that's my Jeff Goldblum I, I impression. You, I think you should not do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what do you mean, Bill? I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, you, that's, uh, that's, uh, your Jeff Goldblum sucks. All yeah, right. You're... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm more hitting his speaking cadence than I am his his uh, tone. Not, no, no, you're not. Okay, fine. I'm a, I mean, it's, it's a caricature. How's you're, that? It's a horrible caricature. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll Closer. Go, we'll go there. Closer. We'll go there. Right. But, but uh, your thoughts on Jeff Goldblum playing Grandmaster? I like Jeff Goldblum. I think that'll be great. I'm I curious. Like, I like seeing big name actors come in. Yeah, and, and, take, and take these kind of fun, hammy roles. Well, and and that's the interesting thing because we already have Benicio del Toro uh, playing the Collector. Right. And now we I'm have a, Jeff Goldblum. I, I was so there, confused as to there, what character he's playing. There is an odd sense of uh, cohesion here, because Benicio Del Toro's been known to be kind of over the top with his roles as well. Right. I, I think anytime they play some super powerful elder of the universe, they should have some big name actor. And a bit, a, a bit and more of a hammy actor, Come too. in and ham it up. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. could totally see Nicolas Cage or Christopher Walken or somebody. Like Holy crap, I just realized. You said Josh Brolin is, is Cable. Is Cable. Josh Brolin has been unconfirmed or uncredited, but confirmed as Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, he is Thanos. Hmm. Well, way, um, to, way to play both sides there, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, yeah, it's a whole different <laughs> universe, so it's not like Deadpool's yeah. going to pop up in Infinity Wars. But that would be funny, though, if they ever. He also played Jonah Hex, so you really look at, play both well, sides. Well, look at Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's played Deadpool, he played Hannibal King, and he's played, um, 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 Hal Jordan. Yeah. So I mean he's he's crossed he's crossed promotions numerous times. Well, so did uh, shit. What's his name? Captain America. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. Well, he just uh, he did uh, Human Torch. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, but yeah. still, it was a, yeah, fair it was a Sony yeah, Marvel movie. Enough, I mean, but anyway, anyway, back back we're we've gotten <laughs> Star Wars: The Last Jedi trailer dropped. All right, hey, I you thought... want you want to go get a drink while he talks for five minutes? Yes. I'm not going to talk a whole lot. The big thing was the big tagline at the end where you where you hear uh, Luke talking to Ray, and he actually says, uh, where are you going? Well, he says that the Jedi must end. And I think that's a pretty awesome moment. I yeah, can't wait for it. Yeah, I mean, okay, episode yeah. eight, this wait is going to be a me. lot of fun. Oh, but no, come on! What, what? Oh, son of a bitch. Well, finally, now that they are out here, I can rule the podcast myself! <laughs> We can hear you, Josh! Sorry! Everybody can hear you! Oh, crap! Oh, Jesus Christ. Can what? You... I wasn't trying to run the show, I swear. <sighs> really, for three seconds you tried to take over. Alright, anyway, so are you... He just start screaming. Yeah, I know, he's... Yeah. Anyway, so who dies in this trailer? Anyone uh, exciting? No one dies in the trailer. Does Chewbacca die? Does Thor show up? Uh, no, but there's definitely a lot of explosions, up. and it does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Is excelling it. You know what? Just be glad I didn't start talking about the Overwatch event that just happened this week as well. Hey, it's time to get into the review, guys. Shall we talk about the review for episode 16? I think yeah. we should. Okay, let's do <laughs> this. I think we should. We're already a half an hour into our uh, into our nerd news segment, so. Well, um, there's going to be some heavy Thurk uh, cutting. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know he was <laughs> Thurk. If you're feeling depressed, <laughs> we love to you, to. man. Please don't 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 do some heavy cutting. Yeah, I thought Josh was gonna do some heavy thirt cutting on on thirt to Uh-oh. be all kinky. Is that like heavy petting? It, it is, but, but for bondage. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Wow. Let me show you what it's all about. Oh, no. All right. We're step into my pilot. <laughs> okay, the nutcage away. <laughs> Episode sixteen of Trigun, Fifth Moon, Bill's Week. 
Take it away! Uh, we open in a high-class, fancy ice cream parlor? I don't know what's going on, I but Legato's got... Legato, I, I think it's Legato's mansion. He's got some digs, man. Anyway, a yo-yo complains to Legato that he, <laughs> should, <laughs> he should have been sent first to deal with Bash since he's already dealt with two of the others. Yes. That, Idiots, apparently. That yo-yo is named Eating Mine, <laughs> and he's voiced by... I, actually, I don't know. No. Legato's fine with this. Not knowing his voice. <laughs> as long as he does interesting tricks. I'm guessing like walk the dog. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know what I noticed? Like, no one likes E.G. Mine. E.G. No Mi- one really does. E.G. Mine's like the Josh of this movie. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I apologize. I love you, buddy. Do you want to keep that in or do you want to... Wanna... Uh, I'll let Thirk decide. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my question with E.G. Mine is, uh-huh. what is up with the really bizarre, like, piano wire fingers? I think that's how he manipulates his gimmick. Is that is that how he makes the, the things shoot out? Yeah, he's yeah. a yo-yo, and that's his string. <laughs> <laughs> and he also looks like uh, the uh, Portuguese man of war. Yeah, he's got a jock strap on his yeah, face. Yeah, he definitely does. He isn't going to be sent alone, apparently. You no, know, I love when I love when he's not going to be sent alone because <laughs> Mid Valley's kind of like, are you saying? But essentially, he's not saying it, but he, he's making it very clear. Like, are you going to send that idiot by himself? <laughs> and Legato's just like, oh god, no, <laughs> trust it's like, me. It's like, and Legato's like, no, don't worry, I yeah, got this covered. Yeah. I've got a plan B <laughs> when plan A doesn't work. He's always all up and down. I mean, dude, he's got he's, he's got he's got a shoulder pad complex that uh, even Excel would look at that and go, "Dude, tone it back." Ha! You made the reference this time. He did too. Yes. Title card. Yeah. Woo! And the girls are sitting on a bench, worrying about Vash since he's been gone for two weeks. It's true. Millie is honest about her worry. Meryl is hiding her worry behind anger. Yeah, that's that's what she does. Pretty straightforward. And, yeah, she she's not exactly happy. We get a, a flashback. Of what had happened, uh, the scene where Vash yells at her yeah. and tells her to go away. Yeah. Which I find it weird that they keep in the, like, super deformed kind of, like, moment. I think if they're going to make it, like, they're really serious in this scene. Keep, keep the, the, stay back! Yeah, just just do that part and cut the, well, we'll see you later! That's the part she remembers. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the part that she remembers. That she remembers how, uh, how sweet and innocent he could be. But actually, how scary he actually is. Yeah. If they wanted to make it more effective, they should have just kept with the scary parts. Townsfolk are talking about Legato as one of Vash's terrible gang. <laughs> Did you notice that the the three people talking about him, one of them has, like, the worst animated eyes ever? <laughs> like, right. They just have, like, those weird dots and, like, at a weird, strange yeah. angle. Like, I wasn't sure like, what's You know what? These on. guys don't matter. Let's just, uh... <laughs> at least one of them was like, it's cold at night. The townsfolk are talking about Legato as one of Vash's terrible gang. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Meryl yells at them and then storms off, finally deciding they have a mission to find Vash. Yes, let's get him. Let's save him. Yeah, he. it's cool that they... I mean, it makes sense. I knew they weren't going to stay back. Well, no. no. I mean, actually, it's kind of a recurring thing where it's like, you're not with Vash, you have a mission to find Vash. You're right. not with Vash, you have a mission to find Vash. What's interesting is, is that, for some reason, Meryl flashes back to the image of the old man from, uh, from a couple episodes ago, from Little Arcadia. And maybe the whole idea of, well, we have something that we you care about, you're going to stick with it. Right. No matter what. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, 40 miles to Augusta, some goon leaps out of a car, says hi to a chair, and walks right into Vash's gun barrel. The greatest well, character of Trigun, in my opinion. <laughs> Hello, chair! How you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If there's a live-action version of Trigun, I want to play that character. And, this dude's crazy. Yeah. Vash is rehearsing his 
speech to Legato yes. <laughs> and mainly just walking around talking to himself and weirding everybody else out. I love it because he, he has a very super serious face and goes, Legato, it is now I who have found you. And uh, that just doesn't seem to work. And he seems legitimately scared. Yeah. He, he is. He, he's, he's, he is worried. He is flipping shit because, well, the dude gets into his head. Literally. Uh, anyway, a huge man lumbers up and robotically issues a challenge to Vash to fight him in Augusta. <laughs> yeah, this this scene is actually pretty scary. Yeah, it's pretty and scary. then seems to kill himself. Oh, he does. As right. a promise of what will happen if Vash doesn't show. But, well, he seems to. But there's no blood, so he's right. maybe not even real. Yeah, that's why I want to talk about this scene. Right. Like, As- what is going on here and the fact that, like, this guy shoots himself, there's no blood, he's acting all weird... I'm I'm guessing that it's never pointed out, but I'm guessing he may actually have been either one already dead, or two one of Lunov's puppets. I kind of wondered that, but every time you see a, later when you see the puppets killed, they fall to pieces. Right. So yes, I was kind of hoping um, later in the series would explain this, and it doesn't. No, I don't no, really get what's going on. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be like an illusion. I don't know if it is like Legato because he's all like the master of death and weirdness, so he's like. Like, brought a dead body back? I don't know. You know what? Yeah. You guys didn't point out the most important facet of all of this. Talking about the fucking cat, is he? No. When the big man <laughs> shows up and uh, starts threatening Vash, he immediately protects his, his salmon sandwiches. That's true. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's he does. Yeah, he does. He's, He's like, like, oh, like shit. Oh, that's my sandwiches. This guy's going to steal my sandwich. I, I destroyed the factory after I got these or something like that. I don't uh, know. 65 aisles to Augusta. Someone claims Vash the Stampede is here. <laughs> and Wolfwood is in the bar to hear this. Uh, here we go. Yep. Back to the girls, and there is a panic that Vash has gone crazy in Augusta. Yep. He apparently was right, since Vash is screaming and firing into the air, shooting down a flying cat. Oh, Karnikosama, no! That is, a, of course, a ploy to drive away the population. I, I love this. Oh, wait, Karnikosama's all right. I love this. I like <laughs> the fact that Vash is... When he needs to, he puts on the guise of being the humanoid typhoon with the intention of saving the town. I absolutely love right. this. Yeah, but doesn't it just seem a little bit like when he's, you know, threatening the people and scaring them? Kind of makes you think of Macho Man Randy Savage cutting a promo. My name is Vash the Stampede. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit. Suddenly. Oh, God. Blood drips on Vash. Oh, oh. Uh, this is from the bodies of Monev and Dominique, who are spiked to the wall. This is the coolest thing that E.G. Mine does <laughs> in, this in the entire series. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> really, it's it's kind of kind of sad that this is that's his one moment is to. And it is a creepy scene. It is. It's, it is. it's legitimate, and he's very uh, cavalier about the whole thing, like most of the gung ho guns are. Monev and Dominique are the first and second gung ho guns, respectively. And E.G. Mine introduces himself as the fifth, so this escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Vash demands to know if he is the one who killed them. Seems like a dumb question. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, I love his response. His <laughs> response is, what if I did, chicken shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of shame to throw for a guy to get your costume. That is really, really true. You know, just looking at him, too. You just how, how are you supposed to take this guy as a serious threat? The Val, I don't think Vash does. Like, I think at no. first, at first, maybe when he looks at him, like, there's that moment of, like, wow, did you kill these people? If you did, that's serious. But then I think he realizes really quickly, this guy's nothing. Yeah, you've yeah. killed or at least mutilated a couple people I've already defeated. Right. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> way, way to get Vash's sloppy seconds. And, and then enters, cut in on my action guy, who has a sword, which I thought was funny. Ride okay. Day the Blade is pretty fantastic. The ninth but, gung-ho gun. Yes, and I want to say, I just want to say before Josh jumps in with the actor, um, <laughs> sorry to break the fourth wall there, um, that I think the design of Ride Day is really awesome. Oh, it's it's fantastic. You get yeah. your, you get your classic cowboy versus samurai sort of thing here. It's just like right, absolutely. really neat. That's a classic. Sure, cowboy versus samurai. Well, I think there's a lot of overlap in the two genres. Yeah, cow- fair enough. Like thematically. Yeah. Well, the the spaghetti westerns that were samurai films that got turned into yes. westerns for American yeah. audiences. It's you know it's probably the coolest enough. thing. Seven Samurai, yeah. The Magnificent Seven. Right. And- yes. That's a good. That's a good point. By the way, Kirk Thornton, that's the voice actor of Ride A the Blade. I'm also pretty sure Yojimbo got turned into one of the Clint Eastwood movies. I think mm-hmm. Unforgiven, sh- maybe. I don't know. I don't know to be honest. It's true, <laughs> but Death it got match. it got done a lot. Yeah, it did. Ride Day challenges Vash to a death match, <laughs> but Vash doesn't read Japanese, so he doesn't really know what's going on. <sighs> right? It's I kinda... don't. I don't get that either. Yeah, like but... we're set in a world where they're obviously speaking Japanese. Well, in the well, they're not obviously speaking Japanese. I guess not because it's, they, it's, they have it's really... in the future. So it, they Vash is blonde. It's in the future, uh, and they, they have could... really bad English. Okay. They, could be, so. they could be speaking English. They could be speaking Mandarin. It okay, fair Firefly fair. reference. I saw what you did. Well, there. Well, not even necessarily a Firefly reference. I mean, yes, yes, but that's like the second most spoken language in the world. Mm-hmm. So fair enough, fair enough. Did you notice in this scene too when they they kind of go up close to Vash's face and then back and forth that Vash has a mole on his left eye or underneath his left eye. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that before, actually, because I used yeah. to have that wall scroll that was a really close-up of Vash's uh, face and it was there. Yeah. I, I'd never noticed that you before. You never noticed that mole? I, I, I never noticed the mole before. So, Raide has some weird fascination with risking his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much immediately kills E.G. Mine. Which is... It's good. Yeah, I'm glad. yeah. Nobody knows it yet, but... Yeah, it's pretty awesome, actually, because E.G., you know, tries to shoot him with his spiky spike of spikes. Mm-hmm. Right, A slices, actually, the spikes up, which is pretty awesome. And I love the dialogue between them. Right, A is just like, you're ridiculous. It appears you did not hear what I just said a few minutes ago. And I love E.G. mine. He's just kind of like, a momentary pause says, you're right, I, I didn't. <laughs> it's just so great. It sounds like a conversation between you and me, actually. I, yeah, it would be, actually. <laughs> but, you know, what I, what I also find interesting is that we even get a flashback. Right A and EG are about to square off again, and EG's shoulder pads fall off. Yeah, because Vash the, shoots the Vash buckles. shoots them, because that's something that we, we completely miss, is the fact that Vash... Actually dodged, shot his gun. <laughs> shot his gun, dodged EG's attack, and then threatened to shoot him later, and... You know, E.G. had commented that he missed. No, he didn't miss. He just shot the straps. Totally badass. I thought the sword went through the straps and they fell off before E.G. died. Is how I took it. But they did the flashback. Well, I missed later. it then. But yeah. either way, Rite A killing E.G. Mine, Vash is not cool with. No, oh, of course not. not. The shades come on and shit gets real. But first, the break card. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the break card. It's Andy. I just want to start by saying I apologize for last week. We rushed to get the episode out, and we totally forgot to put in the break card. Yeah, my bad. Uh, next week, we will not have a Trigun review. There's a lot of stuff coming up this coming weekend that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, we're going to try to find some time to sit down and record a Pokemon Generations episode in place of our normal Trigun review. Thank you so much for your understanding. 
Actually, this weekend, I am going to be very, very busy at an event called QC Game Fest. For more information on that, go visit QCGameFest.com. It's a two-day gaming convention in Davenport, Iowa. So if you are anywhere around the Midwest or want to make a trek, come check it out. They start at 9 a.m. and events go on into late into the night. The reason why I bring it up is I will actually be hosting a panel. Yes, I am running my very first panel, and I am scared, but I'm sure it's going to be a great time. I will be there on this panel. Will from Pwn Stars will be on the panel. Jackie from our new show on the network, Words of Geekdom, will be there, as well as a very special guest, local radio personality Dave Lavora will be joining us as well. We're going to be talking about how to start your own podcast, and we'll answer your questions as well as giving you lots of really good information if that is something that you want to do. And plus, we'll talk about our shows. So if you want to come in and ask us any questions and help support us, we would really appreciate that. Speaking of support, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. This show is not free to do. And while we appreciate you listening to the show and sharing it with your friends and leaving a five-star rating or review on iTunes, we would also love it if you had a chance to donate even as little as $1. For $1, you can get hours of bonus content. So that's about enough of my rambling. Let's get back to the show. They are battling it out and philosophizing about their place in the world. Oh, this is great. It's... Can I be honest with you guys? What's sure. that? This fight scene is not good. It's it's well, nothing really happens. It's, right. It's it's lazily animated. The only cool thing is like when he jumps at him with uh, E.G. Mine's sh- sort of like shell. Yeah. But everything else is a lot of like just running and like him like doing you know, doing re- a hyper slash. Yeah, like and reflecting the bullets with his with his with his sword. It's really lazy. Which is just yellow lines on the sword. Yeah. Right. It's right. extremely la- lazy right. fight. When you think you look at it, you want a really cool fight. You don't get that here. It's right. not satisfying. No. Mid Valley and Legato watch on from a vantage point and the girls watch from a different one. Mm-hmm. Uh Meryl wants to help, but Millie thinks they should listen to Vash. Yep. Well, Again, uh, she's a smart one. She yeah. is a smart one. I, what I'm finding interesting, though, too, is that the philosophizing of Rite is very, very akin to, to your typical wandering warrior trying to find truth in fighting, like like a real well, character. He really from... seems to be more trying to find truth and be on the brink of death. Yeah. They do more battling with shockwaves and a Pizza Pete sign. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, I forgot about that. That's awesome. Yeah, you've uh, kind of fallen off on your English. Well, it hasn't been a lot of signs. Vash flips out his robot gun. Rite fires his blade, knocking away Vash's glasses and goes after Vash with his sheath rifle. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really cool weapon. Pretty, I expected Rite to, like, step on his glasses, but didn't happen this right. time. No, no, he was nice. And, uh, and then Rite wants to know what Vash is seeing, which is apparently Legato trying to get Vash to use it. My question here is... Does Legato not give any shits at all about Rite? No. Is he basically no, just... No, I think not. Like, he, like, his intention was to kill off Rite just to get Vash to use his weapon? I don't think his intention was to kill off Rite. I think he doesn't care if Rite gets killed. Rite's a tool. He's a means to an end to, to Legato. Legato's a, a complete... He's expendable. Yeah. He doesn't care either way. Yeah. So what does... Legato's a complete nihilist, so he doesn't care if... The gung ho guns live or die. Okay, so yeah. so so what he gains here is just more destruction, essentially, by right. having Vash use it. Okay, right, right, and messing with Vash's head. I think yeah. he knows right. he's, going to, he's going to get a psychological factor out of Vash for this. Yeah, right. and be able to kill him later. Yeah, because it is apparently an atomic reactor in his arm gun body horror arm. 
combo thing. Yeah, it's some crazy shit. Okay, so let's break this down. Uh, what we see here is that, yes, Legato is pushing Vash to, Vash to use it, and the next thing we see is that the gun, his gun itself, the plating from the top end of the yes. gun, fly off, and we see a very interesting... Spinning reactor-y thing. An in- inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> so, oh my god. Inanimate! I'll show you inanimate! Which shows you... Why Vash's gun fires out of the bottom of the barrel instead of the top. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's, where the, that's, where, that's where it would go to, yeah. Essentially, it's a gun. It's a normal gun with this super weapon hidden on top of it. Right, right. Right. It's so crazy. I mean, and yet, then his hand begins to metamorphose into this huge... Yeah, it's this whole body horror thing. He, he, well, the... he becomes like a... It's like he's got a Mega Buster... On steroids. The coloring and some of the effects, like the wind, look really cool. The morphing of the handgun sometimes, I don't think they did a very good job of that. Right. Like, it's, it you can't look. tell the proportion of it sometimes. There's a scene that's coming up that you can't tell, like, the range of the blast. It's, right. it's, it's a little, it's, it's a little problematic. It, right. And, and this may be just coming from the fact that this is a, probably at the point where we know that the anime and the manga ha- have diverged significantly. Actually, I mean, I don't. But... To be perfectly honest, uh, Vash's fight with Raide does not happen does not happen until after the events here in the city. Right. Where where what we're seeing what we're experiencing now with his hand morphing into the mega mega buster of doom. Um <laughs> We cut back to the girls. Meryl seeing Vash's coat wants to find him. Millie picks her up like an irate toddler and well the only word I have for this is she get foes as the building starts to glow. Yeah. Yeah. While Shh. while Meryl is, like, screaming. Right. Shit gets crazy here. Inside, Ryday watches Vash and assumes it's twisted Christian science. <laughs> Fucking weird. I love that term, though. That was the name of my uh, pig Latin industrial choir. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good I actually want to hear this now. No. <laughs> Anyway, the chump here just stands mumbling about spiritual awareness for a while and then decides to get scared. He gets to that, finally gets to that point where he's shitting his pants and going, Oh, fuck! I'm in real danger! I don't want to die! Well, I think that was when, like, he tried to run away and the building (laughs) fell in front of him. He's like, crap, I'm stuck. I'm gonna get blasted to death. (laughs) I did not think of this through. Yeah, this was a bad idea. Uh, Wolfwood watches as the weapon fires, nuking Augusta. Mid-Valley watches while Legato explains that this was the second time that Vash has done this. And he licks the, his left hand. Yep. The first Creepy. was 23 years ago in July. The city, not the month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the girl, well, it could be either it way. It could have been in, in a, you know, during the month of July Both. as well. Yeah. Uh, the girls watch the power is directed away and up by him shooting his own hand. That's pretty awesome, though. It's a cool scene. And he blasts the hole in the moon. And that's, that scene is done all wrong, because, like, you see the blast going up, and you're like, it looks like the moon is literally, like, just hanging over the town. Like, right. they did not do a good job there. When they pan away a little bit more, it it's looks a, a little it's better. It's a little bit better. But, yeah, that, that could have been done better. So, Raide stumbles around being dumb, while Wolfwood talks to him before just straight up capping him. <laughs> he does. He just shoots him in the face. Senpai. <laughs> and then he waxes about, this is Vash's path. Senpai is awesome! We hear the locals talking about the Vash legend and going so far as to blame him for them being stuck on the planet. Can I, can I stop you for a second and go back for just a quick second, though? Yeah. With that yeah. scene with Wolfwood? Uh, that scene with Wolfwood, it's interesting. Like, when Wolfwood comes up, he goes, huh, you know... Yeah, I, I, you're I, alive! I'm, you're, I, you're alive, I'm actually... Uh, I, I, I'm not surprised that you're alive. Uh, and acting like he knows him, but then... 
Rite Aid turns around and says, "Who the hell are you?" No, Rite Aid acts more along the lines of, "Hey, if we work, if we if we well, work no, he together, does. We can take him out." He does, but at first he says, "Who are you? I don't know who you are." But so then he's like, "Well, you must be awesome because you're here too." Let's work together. So it's interesting that it seems like Wolfwood knows who this person is, but he has no idea who Wolfwood is. Maybe something that'll come up later. Yeah, maybe. All maybe. right. So so we hear the people talking, right? Yep. Yes, we hear the locals talking about ba- the Vash legend. Yeah, the people are going so far as to blame Vash for actually them being stuck on the planet. Right. Yeah. Because they're talking about everything that he's done so far, the destruction of July, now Augusta, mm-hmm. the massive crater in the fifth moon they, we, they say he did. And we hear all this over a montage of people he's helped, and even BDN, all looking sad. Yeah, right. we get Frank Marlin, we get Morin Julius, that one kid and his Kite. family. Kite. Or is Kite the one with the family? No, no, Neil, no, no. Neil is the one with the family. Neil, yeah, Neil's it was the one Neil. With the family. And then we saw Kite. Kite and BDN and then a farmer dude and then the plant engineer woman. Like, right. they're all... Yeah, it, it's it, a cool scene. It really is. I it, like how that was done. It's obvious that they have they have begun hearing the uh, the rumors, the the messages about Vash's actions of late, and it's disheartening. Yeah, because they're the ones that know who he, how he really is, right? The yep. person he truly is. Yeah, even his enemies. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought the inclusion of BDN in here was actually really oh, yeah, cool. That was yeah, a great, was great addition. Uh, back to with the girls, they get an office memo from Bernard Deli. And it tells Meryl and Millie that they are off the case and that the insurance company is declaring him a disaster and having no involvement in his acts from here on out. Meryl cries into Millie's arms as Millie uses the strongest language we've ever heard her say to date. That Vash is a jerk and that she'll never forgive him for making Meryl cry. This, that is that is probably the strongest oath you'll ever get out of Meryl. This, or Millie. This scene, every time I watch it, gives me the feels. Really? It really does. Wow. It's just, just seeing M- Meryl break down. Mm-hmm. Like, that That just... And it's just the the lack of sound. It's just her, like... It's crying. just the voice acting, you know, of her, like, tr- choking up, trying to read the letter, mm-hmm. and then the crying. Like, it's yeah, just, it really it's is done her chops re- as a voice actress. Yeah, yeah. she did really it good. It was here. really a great scene. It, it is. Bo- I, both voice actresses, really. You feel the emotion yeah. from both of them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's... We get a shot of the moon, and it's over. Yep. The moon... With a huge crater, almost looking like the Eye of Sauron now. Yeah. Wreathed in flame. Or a bowling ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Worst bowling ball ever, because it's only got one finger hole. It's just turned to the edge. Yeah, you oh, fair enough. This is episode 16, guys. Fifth moon. And let's break it down one final time here right. with our overall review. Bill, it was your week, so what did you think of this episode? Overall, that was a pretty good episode. Like I said, the, the fight could have been longer and more impressive. Especially if it kept E.G. Mine along, alive a little longer to be part of it. But also him just kind of being the bitch boy of the gung-ho guns and getting taken out by one of them instead. No one likes E.G. Mine. Poor E.G. Mine. But yeah, and the, the samurai versus cowboy fight could have, could have been better executed, better mm-hmm. animated. Uh, but I think there's a lot of emotion. I think there's a lot of story. It really moves the, the show forward. Mm-hmm. In terms of plot progression, I have to agree. It pushes it pushes everything forward. It really gives us even more elevated stakes because now we can see something that Vash has is capable of doing that even he is not a hundred percent in control of, and that's that Megabuster of Doom ability that he's got now. And that's that's some crazy shit. So Legato made Vash do that, right? Like he psychically took control of him. 
That's what I get at. That's I'm, how I, I understand. He's, like, he's trying to, he's controlling, because I think Vash is doing everything in his power to fight it. Yeah, I think, right. so. I think I they're mentally fighting with each other. And... Right, I have to agree, because he even goes to the point where he's actually aiming uh, the weapon at Ryday, and Vash is yeah. forced to use his machine gun hand to, to and it blast makes, it away. It makes yep. perfect sense, because we've seen several episodes now where the power that Legato has is to force people to do whatever, right? right. Like when he made the guy pull out his own heart, or when right. he you know, made all those people shoot each other. And it, we already also talked about with Vash's fight mm-hmm. with Dominique, and how he had the willpower to, to kind of overcome. overcome. So like right. it, it makes for a really kind of perfect sort of thing. Right. Animation's not that great. The, the fight scene, well, it's great that we get some good banter and, and philosophy coming out of Ryday. I don't know that was great. I think he was just sort of... Spouting off nonsense? Yeah, that's how I took it, at least. Maybe there was better uh, before it was translated. Like like a first-year philosophy major? Really, yeah, like a like a goth first-year philosophy major. Just <laughs> getting near death will teach me something. Shut up. The banter's still kind of fun, but, you know, the fight animation's not all that great. Nothing really interesting happens in the fight outside of the big thing. And really, ultimately, it's not a great standalone episode. No, it's like not. If you, no, somebody never saw Trigon. This would not be the first episode. And, you and that's to see. A, if if you take it out, it's a meh episode with everything else about it. Yeah. Um. But the only other thing I want to point out is that last scene with uh, Meryl just breaking down, reading the uh, the letter about the uh, Bernard Daly uh, declaring him a uh, um, a walking disaster area. Now, if they're going to have no involvement in him from here on out. Does that mean they're not going to pay any claims on damage he does? Yeah, because you know what they're they're going to say we do not we do not give you a bash insurance. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, no. The, that's essentially, no, it would cost them too much to. Yeah, write. no bash. That's kind of what I. That's how I understood it. But I wanted right. to. If they were just going to try to stop him from doing things, or if they were going to stop trying to stop him, or if they actually were not going to even pay for him, I, I think that it's a combination of the two, which is probably not the point. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's essentially. Like living next to a river. You're not going to get flood insurance living next to a river. You're not going to get covered for vash damage when the guy's walking around doing whatever. Well, you can, but it would be... Really expensive. Yeah. Exactly. Prohibitively expensive. And they're not going to pay for it. Right. So there's not much I can really add now, but uh, but overall, um, I think that this episode is a mixed bag, like we talked about. I think that there's good and bad. Mm-hmm. You've already kind of talked about a lot of the a lot of the good, strong points. You know, it, it moves the plot ahead. It's missing any really elements of, of humor. It's, it's very dry episode. Very little. Yeah, very, very little. You only get that with E.G. Mine as right. kind of like the... Well, Vash, the, Vash running people out of town, too. A little Because it is kind of goofy. I, I don't know. I mean, he's done that before where it was kind of funny, but he was a little more serious about it this time. I always laughed at that scene just because, you know, especially when I, it's time for my... It's 11 o'clock time for my daily massacre! Yeah. So it was, there are good things about it. I think it picks up at the end. The last maybe five, six minutes mm-hmm. are really where the best parts of the episode are. The closing moments, the montage with the uh, with the people that Vash yep. has affected you know, as shoot, well. Shooting the moon and then the, the million Meryl scenes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, I'm interested to see, well, I mean, I, I know what's going to happen. But like, right. you know, putting on that hat, you know, of like... If this was my first time, I'd be very interested to see where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next episode, episode 17, Rem Saverim, is going to be a little bit of a looking at the history in the background. I yep. am so excited. Actually, I'm really happy this is going to be one of my episodes. It's, I, it's a great... I rewatched it today already ahead of time, and mm-hmm. 
it still is really great. There's, I, I have some things I'm going to nitpick. Usually is. I mean, especially for a show of this age. Yeah. But it's still, I think, one of my favorite episodes. Same here. Same yeah. here. It's going to be a great episode to review. I'm really looking forward to, to doing that. But that's next week. This week we brought you episode 16, Fifth Moon. Hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and close this one out, shall we? All right. All right, so uh, once again, we've been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I changed my tune faster than a radio station. My name is Andy. I'm a devil in a red coat. I'm Bill. And I can't read Japanese. Seriously, it just, it confuses me. I'm Josh. House. Box. Squiggle <laughs> line. What's going on? <sighs> Russian was easier. <laughs> we will see you next time. Dosvidanya! Oh, so anyway, uh, Mickey says, I didn't say she was crazy, I said she was fucking goofy. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. Well, the correspondence certainly is slow. We've been sitting here waiting for two weeks. Meryl Strife and Millie Thompson are to return to the main office immediately. Furthermore, in a conference held the other day, it was decided that Vash the Stampede will be designated as mankind's first official human disaster. From this day forward, no matter what kind of damage he causes, the Bernardelli Insurance Society will be... We'll be... We'll be... Uninvolved. This can't be. This can't be. What do they think will change by making this decision now? Meryl. 